You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network. As we continue ongoing exclusive coverage of the Watchmen to the 20th episode of season two, the athlete title, Man Enough, first aired on the 30th of April. 2001, written by Julie Herbert and directed by our bestie, Guy Norman B. Hello, Guy. Hope you're doing well. Come on the show. Good. Uh, my name <laughs> is Ben, and I look butch. <laughs> my name is Darvell, and I don't know about too much, but I'd marry you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, this is an interesting episode. This is... It's a, it's a powerful episode. It's a great episode. It's a doc episode. Um, yeah. But we've got a lot to talk about, I feel, in this episode when it comes to uh, certain contexts. I think that, like, we're going to see some gradual decline of doc again. Uh, we're going to see doc really being a bit of a dick overall this episode. And I think Darfell and I kind of not defending doc this episode. Uh, and we're oh, also going to no. say goodbye to two beloved characters. Well, actually, let me rephrase that. We're going to say goodbye to one and a third beloved character because the other character is really not that beloved. She's just there. So um, <laughs> we we are here and raring to go. Uh, anything to add here, a man enough before we uh, get ourselves into this episode? Uh, by the end of this episode, I have no doubt that most of our listeners will be saying that Doc clearly is not man enough very true very very true uh we start off we're on the roof again this is kind of similar to what we had a few episodes ago with bosco and yokus uh beautiful scenery in the background of all new york city we see the twin towers uh we see the empire state building just you know beautiful scenery uh but uh, apparently some guy is stuck on the roof and he's attached to a, a power box and getting electrocuted so doc whacks him with a wooden board and that saves him now like it's a dramatic scene fair enough but like a who calls 911 on this guy there's no one else on the roof so like how do they know this guy's up there and if they've called him why aren't they out there waiting to make sure he's okay b how long is he getting electrocuted for is he like not dead and c how come doc never gets questioned for whacking a guy with a board again i know he had to to get him off the thing but if this is carlos doing this like he's doing a few episodes ago ripping that woman off that guy when you know he's trying to calm her down Carlos is getting into trouble, so, you know, can I just point that out with Doc? (laughs) (laughs) I suppose they think that because Doc is a senior guy, then they'll give him a lot more leeway. True, true. Hashtag double standards. Hashtag double standards. Uh, I do love the music here, the editing. It's all tense. It's great. And then, obviously, we get kind of um, Doc-y sort of saying to Sully, oh, can you give me a lift uptown? Um, you know, to follow us in the ambulance. I've got somewhere I've got to be. Um, he's getting changed in uh in the the cop car with Sally. In the car, he's got a ring. He's uh, about to propose to Sally. Not really. Uh, he's going to propose <laughs> to Morales. Um, and I love yes. I love kind of uh, Doc here talking about like, oh, how's the Russian chick? Um, you know, it's like, oh, you know, good, took me my surprise. I do again. You know, I'm always going to go on about random character interactions, but. Doc and Sully, always good stuff with Doc and Sully. We don't get it enough. The, the, the two, two the two wise, the two wise old veterans. Exactly, as I was about to say, the two wise heads of the show. You know, interacting, it's great. Um, then we get Morales showing up in a taxi. I love how Doc's like, 
you're in a suit. And uh, Morales is like, you're in a suit. And he's like, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> and it's just like, it's kind of, it's one of these sort of TV sort of cliche moments where you've got two characters, they've both got great news and they both want to tell each other at the same time, but one has to go first to the other because the other person's news is going to override the other ones and it's going to cause tension. It's very TV, but like at the same time, it kind of works. Yeah. Because I think what sells is so is the chemistry between Michael Beach and Lisa Vidal is amazing. These two just, again, we we haven't really seen a lot of Doc and Morales in Season 2 compared to Season 1. Uh, you know, I have to go back to four days, I think, since we really saw these two really having some good moments. Uh, you know, it's been here and there yeah. sort of between them, but definitely it's been a long time since we've really had some great stuff between these two. But... Um, Doc proposes. It's a sweet little proposal scene. Opens up the box. Oh, my God, this is huge. I could take it back if you want. Like hell. Uh, (laughs) The way she's like, uh, you know, uh, is uh, is that a yes? What was the question? You want me to say it? (laughs) Will you marry me? You bet your ass I will. Uh, Oh, it's so nice. Because, I mean, come on, you... You gotta, you gotta say it. I mean, you can't leave her hanging, even if it's pretty obvious. I mean, it feel, it feels good for her to just hear it. Now look, it feels good for the girl, for the girl to just hear it. I um, I was engaged once, and I proposed actually in New York. I proposed on top of the Empire State Building. Um, how did, you, how the hell did you get up there? I flew. I had wings. Um, but, um, <laughs> it was, I mean, it was kind of a elaborate thing. I always knew I was going to do it. And kind of like at the time I went on this, my first time to America and, you know, without going into too much detail in terms of my then partner, girlfriend, whatever, like her mother and brother came along on this trip anyway. So we kind of had to plan it out. Like her mum knew I was going to do this. So we had to like get up the Empire State Building because they wanted to go up there too. But we, you know, went up there multiple times because I'm obsessed with the Empire State Building. Anyway, long story short, we, I, we get to the Empire State Building. Uh, my, you know, she's not in the best of moods because she's sick of going up tall buildings, but whatever. She was just annoying sometimes. Um, but like we got, we had to go through security because again, your beloved country, everything's security. Uh, and of course I'm worried that the metal detector is going to go off and this ring is going to go off in my pocket, but it didn't. So you know, I get to the top of the building, sort of, I have to find a quiet little area and I kind of have to like pull her aside and start talking sweet nothings to her, all this sort of stuff. And then sort of, I like, pull the ring out and she's all like shocked and like, Oh, and I'm all like, Oh, do you want me to get down on one knee? And Cause she's the type of person that hated like public displays of affection and she would get embarrassed. So of course, as soon as I say like, Oh, do you want me to get down on one knee? She's like, no, 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 don't do that. And you cause attention. I did anyway. Um, and like, but no one gave a shit. Like, obviously, it happens all the time on top of the Empire State Building that no one cared. So, you know, I did it. Well, then it's just New York. I mean. Yeah. She said yes, and then we ended up breaking up. But whatever. Um, but <laughs> I never got married. So I, I have been engaged once, and that was my story of being engaged. But she didn't tell me she was moving to Philadelphia five seconds later. If she did, I actually would have been happy. I would have been all for it. Um, but so anyway... Doc proposes. They've got a new house, apparently, because, you know, a season ago they couldn't afford a new house uh, because they thought they couldn't find anything decent. So instead, we're going to rent out Dad's apartment. Now, all of a sudden, Doc can afford a new house. So I don't know what's happened. He won the lottery or something. Um, But this is where Morales drops the bombshell. She's gotten a job interview. It's in Philadelphia for, like, chief of emergency (gasps) medicine. Plot twist. Um, and that's where she grew up, wasn't it? Yes. Or did she grow up in NYC? Yes. No, she grew up in Philadelphia. West Philadelphia. Born and raised in the playground. Oh, the where playground I spent most is where of I my days. Most of my days. Um, Chilling out, Max, and relaxing all cool. <laughs> shooting some b-ball outside of a school. Where she was friends with guys. Will Smith. Up's no good. Started making trouble in my All right. Okay. We're going to cut, 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 cut. We're going to lose our copyright budget. That's Burn! right. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. It's not me. It's the powers that be. I don't want to have to pay copyright kid. information there to to will smith 
Um, but, um, so we sort of have the credits here and we've got Doc on the phone. He's trying to get his shifts covered because uh, he's got to go to Philadelphia. And I love Carlos here. Who are you, who's changing? Who is that? Um, and then kind of, this is, you know, nice little scene here. Carlos is obviously talking about, you know, oh, you only just found out. Oh, so she obviously had an interview. She had to send in a resume. She had to get prepared. You know, she kept this from you. And then I love how, like, Doc's like, oh, but we got engaged. You got engaged? You didn't even tell me. Um, and, uh, like I'd tell you. Yeah. It's, it's, you, <laughs> you know, you, you go, you go. Man, you kind of want you kind of want Doc to actually shoot back with that, like like if I were to tell anyone, it sure as hell wouldn't be you. Yeah, yeah, I do like it when you know Carlos is going off here and like he randomly nearly has an accident. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like you know I've got the siren on here, and then I love Doc. Just a little shot of Doc puts his hands on his head and just kind of like what the hell. Now, I just before we get to kind of this uh, this stuff here moving forward. Um, you know, with our, with our storyline here, uh, sort of our uh, patient storyline. One thing I had to look up here because, you know, it's, it's kind of implied in regards to Philadelphia, New York, you know, oh, we're going to be so separate from each other. Oh, we have to choose between the other. Now, I've been to New York. I've not been to Philadelphia. I've driven past Philadelphia. I mean, I, I did do a, a a tour from New York to, to Washington. It's like a three, four-hour drive from New York to Washington, D.C. And you sort of drive past Philadelphia. You can kind of see it in the distance. I've been to uh, Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania, but I've not been to Philadelphia. Anyway, so I've just looked this up. So I knew P- Philadelphia really isn't that far from New York. Um, I've just looked it up here. According to Google Maps, it's a one-hour and 55-minute drive from New York to Philadelphia. If you need to catch a train... It is a one hour and 53 minute train trip. So like, this is barely even two hours. Now, if you live in like most big cities, like I know if you live in Sydney and you live in the outer suburbs, it's at least a 90 minute to two hour commute from the outer suburbs into downtown Sydney. If you want to like go to work on the train and shit like that. So, you know, you're still living in Sydney. My thing here, and this is one of many issues here, Darvell, to list with Doc's uh, opinions here is why the hell can he not just, like, commute? This is only a two-hour drive down the road. It's not like she's moving to Los Angeles or Chicago or Canada or New Zealand or something like that, you know? Like, this is two hours down the road. If you love this woman enough, that shouldn't not matter. So, like, I'm just pointing this out here. Number one for the Doc, you're an idiot scale. Um, it's a two-hour drive, Doc. What are you complaining about? <laughs> Yeah, really. In some... Okay, I cannot believe I'm about to defend him here. Oh, no, I come think, on. <laughs> I think... I think... I think part of his whole thing was... He felt... I think he... I think in some ways he felt like he'd be... He would leave... He would be leaving behind everything he knew. Because, I mean, he grew up in NYC. NYC is... NYC is all he knew. So... Yeah, I think I think it was just all that insecurity and the thought of leaving behind everything and everyone, not that he really had very many people to begin with, but doing doing that, I think the thought of that manifested itself in the way it did throughout this episode, you know, with his insecurities coming out. And look, I I don't disagree with you. You're absolutely right. My issue is, is that, and we'll get to this, we're jumping ahead, but it's not like they even give it a try. Like, I'm not saying he has to move to Philadelphia to give up on all that sort of stuff you said. 
she doesn't have to, like, you know, do this. But, like, you are legitimately two hours apart from each other. Like, yeah, she's going to have a busy it's job and, yeah, doable. she needs to there. Like, I mean, I was in a relationship, a sort of relationship, where the person lived on the other side of the world. It's doable. Like, I mean, it's kind of, you know, stay in New York. She can go to Philadelphia. you still got a telephone you can call each other. You can still see each other on the weekends. You know, it's not like you If this were today, you'd, st- you'd have Facebook and Skype. But, like, they legitimately give up. <laughs> without even giving it a try. So that's kind of where my point is, is the fact that, again, you yeah. are two hours down the road and they're acting like she's moving to fucking Germany or something like that. So it's kind of, yeah, this, just I'm going to keep a scale here. The doc, you're an idiot scale. I'm putting a number one on there already. So <laughs> Yeah. Michael Beach, we love you and everything, yes. but your character was an absolute idiot here. There, I mean, look, we, we feel sorry for Doc. He kind of has this downward trend, uh, really getting a big shift this episode. But, like, let's be honest, like, you couldn't help Jerry getting shot and leaving, you couldn't help your dad dying, you could help Morales and you breaking up. We're, we're gonna, we're putting the blame heavily on you here, sir. Um, anyway, so, uh, we'll get back to that. We've got a bit of a a storyline here to get to, which obviously keeps Doc planted in New York. So we're gonna meet Bart and his mother, um, we're in sort Mm -hmm. of a, a homeless shelter here, um, and she's hurt, she's not breathing very well. And um, she's got some bruises all over her. But he's Bart. He loves Shaquille O'Neal. Um, he's got Asperger's syndrome. And uh, Carlos is trying to help him out. But he's like, don't touch him. Don't touch him. He doesn't like to be touched. And uh, let's be honest. Bart is the only person on planet Earth who is a fan of Shaquille O'Neal's rapping. So um, good for you, Bart. I don't know Shaquille O'Neal raps. Well, now you know. Uh, you probably yeah. lived a better life without knowing that he rapped, because now you'll probably look it up and you'll probably realise you should have gone into that. It's just like Shaquille O'Neal acting. <laughs> you kind of watch it because yeah. you kind of feel there's something about it you should watch, and then you realise, yeah, I really shouldn't have watched that. So, <laughs> Guilt, Guilty pleasure, so to speak. No, I wouldn't even call it a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I would just call it yeah. just like... Kind yeah. of want to tell... Hey, hey, Shaq, stick to basketball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, props, though, to like, I, I like this storyline because I think both the actors that are playing um, Bart and uh, I believe her name is Shirley, if I'm looking at this correctly. Uh, Karen Young plays Shirley and Joshua Harto played Bart. Both fantastic acting, uh, particularly uh, Joshua Harto. Like, so bloody good as this uh, Bart and kind of just believe very major. believable he's got some like quirky little facial tics and everything that he does with it too and I mean I've, I've never really uh, I mean I wrote for a website for some time and a lot of the articles I had to do at one point I had to write about Asperger's syndrome so I, I learnt a lot about it um, so it's kind of yeah it's, it's an interesting sort of trait the way they do it because I mean not all people with Asperger's are kind of this out there in terms of how he is um, you know, if you've ever watched The Big Bang Theory, it's often implied that yes. Sheldon has Asperger's. It's like oh, he's got mild Asperger's. Me. So it's kind of, it's that level of social awkwardness interaction and stuff like that. Whereas I think Bart's obviously got a much more extreme version of it. But, um, you know, we kind of, we have this situation. We've seen these bruises on his mum. We're back in the hospital and obviously they have to, uh, have some, uh, police restrain. Uh, Bart, because, uh, oh no, sorry, random, uh, these are random cops who are kind of there hovering around, um, which actually, I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself here, sorry. We first see Doc, uh, sitting with Bart, he's kind of relating to him about Shaquille O'Neal, and he sees on his hands, he's been digging his hands, like, red raw, he's got some wounds on his hands, uh, which, you know, is obviously a little bit, uh, confronting. But this is where, sorry, they've got to get him to look at his hands. So, in looking at his hands, Morales is in the, uh, the room, he's sort of, 
she's looking at his hands and, you know, he won't let her touch her. We've got two random cops on standby ready to, to restrain him, but Doc's obviously there calming him down, uh, sort of asking him Shaquille O'Neal's stats. It's a nice little scene, and Morales sort of in the background there smiling. And then, obviously, we see Morales with um, with his mum as well, um, which, uh, you know, clearly we're, uh, what, hearing a little... Is this where we find out that he's been um, hitting his mum, or is that a little bit later on? Um, I think it's in this scene. Uh, th- uh, this is where Morales is sort of saying, like, oh, we'll get him to the Bauer Centre, and we obviously leads into Morales v. Doc, and, you know, Doc's mentioning we'll get him into doctor, uh, doctor care, foster care, and, uh, you know, Morales doesn't agree. And I kind of, I like how, uh, you know, Morales sort of has the line of, you know, oh, you know, you delivered him, he's my patient now. Um, and it's, it's been a while since we've kind of had doctor versus paramedic sort of situation, but, uh, Doc talks her down, uh, says like, give it a couple of days. And if it doesn't work, we'll go to the bowel center. And I love how like she holds his fist up at him. He's like, and he's like, Oh, what made you change your mind? I got engaged today. Shows off the ring. Um, <laughs> it's kind of nice, but, uh, I've got to point out that, uh, Dana's in this scene. Dana gets a bit of a, a talk. And, um, you know, spoiler alert, as much as this is uh, Morales' last episode, this will be Dana's last episode. So that's not quite Dana's last scene. She's got one more scene to go. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of take a bit of a time in this episode, similar to what we did with Bobby, uh, but not to the extent of what we did with Bobby, because uh, obviously Bobby was a major character, but Morales is sort of a major side character. So we'll do a bit of time to eulogise Morales. Uh, when it comes to Dana... Probably not. She was in the show. Yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to not that. really much to say on her. I don't really remember Dana too well anyway. So. Uh, that's probably a good thing. So uh, back to the firehouse. Doc mentions he gets engaged. Uh, sort of everybody, you know, has a nice little talk. Uh, I like sort of the back and forth between Carlos and Taylor when obviously we've got Carlos and Taylor will be riding, which we don't get to see this episode. We do eventually get to see Carlos and Taylor ride together. But uh, I love how, like, uh, Carlos is like, Oh, I'm not doing the paperwork. You are. It's like, it's my bus. I'm senior. So apparently Taylor's senior. Um, <laughs> and then sort of Carlos, they're talking about, uh, sort of Carlos has to put the boot in, doesn't he? When he's sort of saying about like how she's got the job and they're moving to Philadelphia. And it's like, oh, Doc's leaving. It's like, oh, she's just got an interview. And it's like, oh, but hot chicks always get the, uh, the job. Yeah, like, don't fl- say that. <laughs> yeah. I love how Doc's yeah, all of a sudden fox. like gotten gotten all, like, you know, sassy about this, because, you know, this all started between these two fighting over how she's hot, Uh, but now Doc's really kind of, you know, really, like, getting stand-uppish about this, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but apparently, I mean, you mentioned that that this whole thing started off with the two of them fighting over her. Um, In the flashback to the Knights of Camelot special for season one, apparently, I think they originally intended to have Carlos be the one to end up with her. Yeah, which would have been completely ridiculous, but, um, you know, yeah, it how would it works. Have. And I remember Lisa Vidal's in that video too, when she sort of said, yes. she's like, I didn't know who I was going to hook up with. Um, and it's actually interesting. Like, one thing I'll say about Lisa Vidal, and we might talk a little bit about this when we kind of go over her leaving the show, but um, in that reunion video that I've sort of talked about a few times, she's actually in that with uh, with Anthony Reeva, Michael Beach, um, you know, Skip Sardis, Kobe Bell, and uh, Yvonne Jung, sort of the actors that are in that one. Um, but I, I liked seeing the fact that Lisa Vidal still kind of, 
you know, I mean, that was recorded a few years ago, but she hadn't been in third watch since like 2001. But, you know, she's still, as a major guest star, she was never, you know, obviously billed as a, a main cast member. But I like the fact that she obviously held it. And she's still obviously close enough with some of this cast that she still, you know, wanted to talk about third watch. So, I mean, she's definitely one that I feel would be in the realms of possibility of maybe getting on this show, particularly if she still, you know, holds true that she was on third watch. So, um yeah, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Lisa Vidal soon because she obviously yeah quite an extensive actor, and we all love Lisa. She seems such like a nice person. Um, speaking of which, we're kind of uh, this is them getting ready to go off to Philadelphia. Uh, Morales is all uh, done up in a nice little pantsuit. She's looking beautiful as always. She thinks she looks butch, but absolutely not. Um, Doc's obviously uh, you know talking about things and then um i love morales's line when she says i'd rather triage in the rain than wear pantyhose no triage in the (laughs) night in the rain than wear pantyhose um as we often see as a case here doc's quite horny because doc's always picking her up and like wanting to have sex with her um but then the phone rings phone call yeah phone call bart's in trouble he's got to go because doc's you know doc um, and Morales is like, well, we're going to go to Philadelphia. And he's like, oh, we've got time. You know, the, the train's at five. Don't be late. Again, it's a two-hour train trip. You've, you may have got uh, first-class train tickets, but, you know, he could just drive down there. It's not that far. Um, <laughs> so Doc shows up. Um, Bart's being beat up in the uh, in the Foster Center, and they want to take him to the Bauer Center, but they're saying, no, no, no. He's still talking about Shaq. And, you know, Carlos and Taylor obviously going off like, you know, you're not even meant to be on today. Like, will you go? Um, and, yeah, obviously Doc's just being Doc. Uh, got the Walkman taken off him, so we get to back. We're back in the hospital. And uh, this is this is where we get the scene where she admits that the bruises are actually from Bart, not an abusive father. Um, so Doc's kind of trying to work out what it can do here because obviously he can't go back to foster care. Morales isn't here this time around, obviously, to kind of... Um, you know, be the devil's advocate or sort of work out here. So Doc's got to work out where he can get put Bart put for a couple of days. So he just happens to have a friend up in a psych ward that he goes and talks. He plays basketball with. It's not really a procedure, but he said like, "Oh, look, just looking for a couple of days, and uh, I'll give you more game time." Nice little scene. Nice, yeah. scene, you know, whatever. But yeah. the point then I'm going to get. Sorry, oh, sorry, I'm just going to quickly right. say that the point I'm going to make here is the fact that this is Dana's last ever seen in Third Watch when Doc asks her, oh, look, I can't remember his name, he works upstairs, and Dana says it. But ladies and gentlemen, that is it for her esteemed ER nurse, Dana Murphy. I think Dana, it's Dana Murphy. Murphy. Yep. Um, yes, Dana Murphy. Anyway, we'll, we'll eul- let's eulogize Dana now. We can do it in two seconds. Dana was in Third Watch. She fucked Bobby. She slapped Bobby. She didn't care that Bobby died. Dana was random. That's Dana. Carlos thought she was hot. He winked at her. She thought he had a headache. Uh, that's Dana. Do you have anything to add on Dana? <laughs> no. Bye-bye. I mean, like, we gave Dana a bit of shit across this run. Um, yeah. No no hatred for the actress who plays her. But... Not at all. I mean, Monica Trombetta, I mean, she's beautiful. She's Obviously, we've talked a little bit about her, I think, in other ones that... Really, post-third watch, she went on to be Liz in No Reservations and a short film called Reunion. So, again, kind of think that uh, in the realms of possibility, we could probably get Monica Trombetta on the show. She hasn't really done much since 2012. Um, she actually, apparently, too, was uh, involved in Grand Theft Auto Five. Interesting. Didn't know that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, it's not her fault 
that she didn't have much to do. And I think kind of Third Watch had to distinguish itself from ER by not giving us, you know, storylines revolved around every single nurse involved in the medical profession. I mean, even in ER, it was kind of a balance, wasn't it, when it came to the nurses? I mean, obviously, when you had your major characters that were nurses, you know, uh, Carol, and then obviously, ultimately... um, Abby and, you know, people like that moving forward, they obviously were, you know, major characters, but you sort of had your side nurses. But given that ER was purely set in a hospital, you obviously got to know these people a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Whereas Third Watch, have got to spread it around. So, I mean, I think it's yes, important yes. to kind of have your sort of C-lister nurse who's always going to be there in hospital scenes. But I'm going to guess that given that Mary is sort of now our go-to side nurse, that she sort of sticks around now basically for the rest of this show. I'm not sure if they just wanted to get rid of Dana and bring in sort of an older sort of nurse or maybe Monica Trombetta Trombetta just sort of wanted to leave the show Bobby style, no character development. But, yeah, I mean, at least she goes out talking. (laughs) You know, she's not in the background. So, yeah, that's Dana. (laughs) Yeah. Farewell, Dana. We'll do this with some characters along the way. Obviously, we've got a little bit more to talk about Morales uh, rather than yeah. Dana. Um, yeah. We, we loved you. Not really. Uh, you were okay. Um, so, anyway, Doc goes we home. Love the actress, not the character. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, Doc's home. The uh, house is empty. Um, and then I love how, like, Doc sort of... That music. Yeah, the music's great. Um, but I love how, like... Doc hasn't even packed because he then goes to the bed and gets a suitcase and starts packing. It's like, dude, like, were you just going to, like, bone Morales all day and then pack later on? Like, what was going on there? (laughs) Probably. Um, He probably was. Who knows? We then cut. uh, Doc shows up to the uh, the hotel room. Morales is, uh, you know, doing all the makeup. She's not too happy with Doc. Um, uh, clearly, Understandably. um, you know, and this is obviously where Morales is sort of like, you know, this isn't a joke. This is my life. I'm really serious. You know, I'm not competing here for you. Uh, you know, and then just a nice little scene here, kind of, you know, Doc sort of having a few issues here. Uh, just got a back trail though. I, I will say Doc, you're an, uh, an idiot, uh, once again for leaving her before going to attend on your day off. I know you're kind of only doing it cause you're caring and you're a good paramedic, but, uh, you know, again, you've got this beautiful woman, Morales, right in front of you, and you're going off to help Bart. So, just wanted to put that on the doctor and idiot scale. Um, but, so, yeah. anyway, he, he kisses Morales. She's glad that um, he's there. Horny Doc again wants to get it on, but uh, Morales is like, no, I've got to go. Um, I'll be back here at four because we'll be at our parents at six. So, um, you know, she's off to her interview, and this is where Doc's uh, wandering the mean streets of Philadelphia. Shows up to a firehouse, meets some paramedics, finds out that they get it a lot better there in Philadelphia. The uh, paramedics get paid more than the firefighters. Uh, they get, what, like three days, what is it, two day shifts, two night shifts, and four days off. Um, so, you know, it's pretty good. And Doc could, Doc could even, Doc could have even been, become an EMS instructor, which he would have been good at. Exactly, he exactly. He would have been great at that. So it's all sounding very good for him. I do like the fact that we've got subtle sexual. Uh, uh, sexist remarks here by the people in the Philadelphia firehouse when it's like, oh yeah, my uh, fiance is moving here. You know, she's also a, oh, she's a nurse, is she? She's a doctor. Like, why is it automatically implied that a woman's a nurse? She could be a doctor too, you sexists. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like, kind of like the, re- kind of like the completely different, completely different uh, scene here, but um, there's a reverse scene in. You know that 
you know that comedy movie Meet the Parents yeah. with Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro? Yeah, where it's implied well, that because he's a the... male, he's got to be a doctor, but he's actually a nurse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, you're not wrong yeah. there. Um, so, I mean, I've I got I to gotta point out here, like, I, I, I can't back this up. There's no information here online, but I'm assuming they didn't really go to Philadelphia to film this scene. I mean, it just kind of looks like a generic street in the background. They've probably just gotten a, an ambulance from Philadelphia. They've gotten, like, uh, it looks like a Pennsylvania flag and just shoved it on the door because why not? Uh, you can't really see the, the license plates of the cars to make it out. So, like, I mean, this is kind of, to me, just a generic firehouse somewhere in New York that they've just kind of quickly dusted over to make it look like it's Philadelphia. They've made the paramedics wear, like, Philadelphia paramedic uniforms. Um, so, I mean, again, they don't, and I, like, I'm just sort of looking here at the scene, even if you look in the, the firehouse, they've got a, uh, like a pennant in the background of the Philadelphia Flyers. So kind of, they've just gone out of their way to get props. How can we make this look like Philadelphia? I know, that all go for the Philadelphia Flyers. Let's put that in the background. So. The Philly Flyers. I do, I mean, like, again, I'm not, I'm not banging it out because obviously they're not going to spend all this money just to get one shot in Philadelphia when they can just make things look like it's in Philadelphia. So, yeah. I mean, but again, I could be wrong. Uh, when we get Guy Norman B on the show, he might be like, no, 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 we actually went to Philadelphia. So, again, it's only two hours down the road, For man. one day. So, <laughs> um, and Doc. It's only two hours down the road, Doc. Yeah, Doc. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so we're, we're back uh, at the hotel or wherever it is. It's a very fancy hotel. If it's a hotel, I don't know if they're staying with someone. Uh, but Morales is super excited um, she is talking about how it went so well. Uh, she's going to get paid double. Uh, everything along these lines is going to be so good. Yeah. Uh, and this yeah, is where we they're... can we can buy a mansion. We can have kids. We can have a nanny. We've then got to go off to dinner tonight, uh, where she's going to like continue to meet more people. And then Doc, sort of again, bit of a dick Doc moment. Doc, you're an idiot. Scale number three. Oh, so it's just you and the boys and me and the wives. Like, what's wrong with you, Doc? Like, come on. Stop being such a dick. Where's your mind planted? You know, it's 2001. <laughs> Not 1901. Like, I, I've always gotten along better with women anyway. So, like, generally when I go to things like this, I'm more prone to hanging out with the women than the men. So, like, I'm Me with too. Doc here. So, it's kind of like, it's what's happening. But, um, so we head off to dinner. We're at a very fancy looking mansion um and uh, well hang on before that uh doc's got to get a sports jacket because morales has got a very nice uh dress we pull up at this mansion again they've somehow hired a philadelphia taxi because it's green and not yellow <laughs> i'm just saying the props are going out here um uh, and i love how doc's sort of like oh i hate this place uh and then we we meet this guy who prefers the old neighborhood he doesn't like it because it's a rich area um fair enough uh, we've got dinner table scene. Morales and Doc are obviously talking a little bit about uh, a war they had between the Dominicans and the Haitians, um, which is nice. <laughs> sure. And yeah. then uh, they sort of ask him about, uh, you know, he basically runs the paramedics in New York and Doc's there feeling, uh, you know, very uncomfortable. I don't know why. Like, I just... Ugh. Anyway, so we then get a scene. He's at a window. He's looking out while Morales is, like, talking to everybody. We've got this woman saying that, oh... My husband's uh, just offering her the job right now. Um, and oh, actually, the one thing I actually wanted to mention, when they're at the dinner table, when Doc says, oh, paramedics are pretty much invisible to doctors. If you actually listen carefully, you can hear somebody at the dinner table going, true. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> dick doctors. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, kind of makes you wonder if it's another paramedic. 
well, wait, no, it's not another paramedic. It's a doctor who said that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I reckon everyone at the table is a doctor, so it has to be a doctor. But, um, yeah, yeah, so obviously Doc then goes off at Morales about, oh, you're not going to tell me that you accepted the job. And she's just kind of like, well, I haven't accepted it. They just offered it to me just then. Um, you know, and it's uh, like, oh, why did he offer me congratulations? It's like, well, we just got engaged, remember? Um, so kind of Doc again, you're an idiot scale, just going off and jumping down a throat. Just, uh, you know, because you're obviously a little bit hoity-toity about the whole situation. I think it more so comes down to the fact that, yeah, like he's just feeling ashamed that he's going to be the man and that she's going to be making more money. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get that scene, obviously, to come. But uh, we're obviously going to be in the scene now in the ambulance when, uh, you know, Carlos is asking how it goes. And this is what you were saying to me off air about how this is where Carlos is like, oh, you're going to be a KB, a kept bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I is... Th- I yeah. actually thought that was earlier in the episode. No, this is right here, because this is when Doc goes off at him, and he's just all like, you know, not a single word now for the rest of the shift, unless it's got to do with patient care. It's like, shut up, I don't want to talk yeah. about this. So, Doc getting antsy. Uh, then we kind of get this fun scene uh, where we've got, um, you know, they're dealing with a patient uh, on the street, and we've got Bosco and Yoko's crowd control. We've got a <laughs> man here, and he's like, I'm a doctor, doctor of love, baby. <laughs> Oh god, I love that scene. That was, yeah, that was that. That was another quote I had in mind. Except I would have done it in a real. I would have. Yeah, I'm a doctor. Doctor of love, baby. <laughs> That's how I would have said it if I had remembered it. But it's a nice little scene because, like, it's kind of it's well balanced. And obviously, they're here caring after this victim, and then Doc's wanting to talk to Yokus, which is kind of nice. Doc and Yokus having a you know lunch together. But um, like, it's kind of you know this is obviously where Doc's sort of looking around and realizing that he loves New York, kind of the eclectic nature of it all. Again, I'm sure Philadelphia has its, you know, charm about it. I mean, New York's New York, but each city has its own individual charm. But it's just like, this is so funny just with Doc trying to, like, handcuff this guy. Um, And what is he like? Even this guy, when he turns around and says, like, don't police have a height requirement or something? And he mentions about he's got guns. This is why Doc's got to arrest him. Um, And I just love how he's, like, trying to handcuff him and he's spinning him around, spinning around. Jokas sort of looks at him. And then, like, Doc then ha- uh Bocus, Bocus, I'm back to that again. Bosco handcuffs Yasko him. Yasko and Bocus. Yasko and Bocus <laughs> handcuffs him to his ankle. And um, <laughs> then he's like, oh, now what? Oh, it looks like you got a foot pursuit. And then I just... Yeah, he claimed he, he, claimed he was armed. Well, he was half right. <laughs> Carlos is half right. And then I just love... My favourite bit of this whole thing is when Bosco just goes after him. Hey, Stumpy, wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. that's so funny yeah. then we kind of get this like slow yeah. motion of all these people playing sort of the drums and the nature and doc just looking around like clearly doc doesn't want to leave he doesn't want to leave any of this behind so this is kind of when doc loves his job more than he's uh than he's morales that sounded a bit wrong um <laughs> so um yeah it's it's a nice little scene kind of just you know he'd miss all this so, uh, Doc shows up to the hospital, uh, we find out that, uh, his friend's getting out today, which is interesting, it's Mary that says that, not Dana's already gone home, she's already left third watch, she's cleared out a locker and left, um, and we, we see Bart getting released, um, and that he's gonna be part of the clinical trial at NYU for Asperger's, and then Doc 
helps out good old Bart here by giving him some batteries. Oh, isn't that sweet? You know, how that, nice. Yep, so you continue, so you can continue to listen to Shaq rap like crap. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we then find out here at the hospital, Morales, as I said, oh, have you spoken to your lieutenant about letter of recommendation yet? You know, I've got to go there in two weeks. Uh, you know, we start getting stuff together, so kind of let's put some more pressure on Doc. But then we've got Doc and uh, Yokus having lunch. As I, I like this. It's you know, yeah, uh, and then obviously Doc. Lieutenant is- John, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Yep. Lieutenant Johnson, no doubt, would have put in a good word for him of if course. he had asked. Absolutely, yeah. we know that. Um, yes. So obviously, you know, Yokus here. This is where Yokus should be selling Doc because she's kind of like. Get over the stereotypes of what a man and a woman should do, you know? Like, Fred is there doing all this sort of stuff, and Fred wouldn't work if I made all this money, and, you know, you've just got to do this. And this is where, like, Yokus... Like, listen to Yokus here, Doc. Like, get over the stereotypes. Exactly. You know? Um, she's talking about how she she could not, never stop being a cop. It's her... Um, you know, and it's kind of like, it's a great scene. And again, it's, it should be something the doc's listening to, but it kind of, he sort of stops listening to her. Cause we've got Yoka's talking in the background. It's fading out and doc's staring off into the distance and he's thinking there's some music being played. And we've all been in these situations where we kind of, we're there talking to a person, but they'll say something and you kind of fade off. Cause you're just all of a sudden thinking about something else. Um, but then we get this scene, and I'm just I'm pointing this out right now. I'm pointing this out right now. This to me is a contender for a final five moment of this season. Um, you know, I think we've guaranteed our number one for sure with Bobby getting shot. But um, this, I think, is a, an all but assured final five scene. Um, not necessarily saying this is you know what order this will be on the top five, but I just feel that this is a powerful enough scene that this deserves to be in the top five. But again, we're a few episodes away from debating that. But just just yeah, remember, it's the whole reason why it's the whole reason why I can't why I can't really bear to watch this episode. Well, this is kind of epic numbers on the doc. You're an idiot scale. So yeah, basically, um, you know, he can't leave New York. He uh, starts going on to uh, to Morales about you know little ghetto girl has to return victorious, and she's like little ghetto little ghetto girl. Um, and then Doc's like, we're not going. And he's where Doc's like, I've got to be the man, Sarah. I want you to be my wife. Um, and it's like, oh, Doc, really? Um, and you know, this is kind of when Morales is sort of, you know, talking about how this is her, this is, she's got to do this job. And then she's basically saying like, you want a wife, you want someone like Deborah. I can't be someone I'm not. To which Doc says, I can't be someone either. She's like, I have to take this job. He says, I can't go with you. She takes the ring off. Heartbreaking moment. I love you. I love you too. Walk off. Bye bye, Morales. Um, sad song. Doc's working. Um, and accident, car accident scene. Yep, car accident scene. And then he said, uh, "Is it Carlos says something like, oh, we would have missed you or something like that?" And um, yeah, that's the it. End. That's the episode. And it's just like. Like, this is where Doc is an idiot, because, like, this is Doc's... Basically, it comes down to, he doesn't want to leave New York. Fair enough. Again, we've established. Two hours down the road, Doc. Get over it. But, like, Doc's just basically like, I want to be the man. I want. He basically wants a woman to be at home in the kitchen making him dinner. That's what Doc wants. Now, like, come on, it Doc. It was never established if Deborah actually was like that. We but... never know what Deborah did. Like, we don't know what her role was. So, it's kind of like... I mean... It's just frustrating, and we'll get to reasons why sort of this, you know, like least of a down, all that sort of stuff. But, like, it's really just Doc's 
own doing here. And also, like, you, you point out, and I'll get you to talk about this, obviously, like, the downfall of Doc and, like, yeah, like, we've had Jerry get shot. Yeah, I'd argue it, some of it started also around Doc's dad dying in season one. But, yeah, like, it's, it's, like, this really... Season three is not a good season for Doc. <laughs> so, you know... No, it isn't. Neither season four, neither season five. Like, there's not a whole lot of happy lights for Doc moving forward here, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, yep, and and as I as I said off air before we started recording this one, you know, everything that happens to Doc coming up, you know, the difference between his dad dying in season one and everything that's going to happen to him moving forward, season three, season four, season five, all that. I mean, it was at le- the difference here. I mean, yeah, Ben, you could argue that the whole thing started with his dad dying, but at least then he had someone to lean on. And I, I said that to you off air, too. He had someone to lean on. He had someone to – maybe he cried on Morales' shoulder off air. I don't know. But he could do that with everything that's going to happen to him from here on out. He doesn't have that. And well, you kind of have to wonder. He does, would but he's, have... he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't take advantage of it because he's very proud. Like you know, he's got like when Carlos is there trying to help him out later on in season five, he just doesn't take it. And you know, like yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, I completely agree with you. I'm not trying to say I disagree with you, but I mean, I think kind of this is maybe a, a turning point in the fact that he's been so hurt from this, even though it's your own fucking fault, Doc. Um, that he can't open up and trust again. Because, I mean, he's involved in, like, one more relationship with that random young girl from memory. I can't remember her name. Um, Joy. Joy, Joy, yeah, because he has that thing with his with the, with her dad because he's, like, she's really young, isn't she? So, um, Yes, we, we, half his age. So it's kind of moving forward. Spoiler alert, Doc will sort of have one more relationship, really. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Just, it's Doc. We said this from the very beginning that he just has this ongoing arc of, shit happens to Doc. Uh, but, like, you've got to say, this is just his own doing. So, I, I can't really, like, yeah. as much as it hurts me to see him and Ralph, because him and Ralph were just so good together. Um, and props to the acting here of both Michael Beach and Lisa Vidal in this scene. Again, so believable as it is. But it's like, it's just, Doc, you got yourself to blame. I'm sorry, mate. You do. Like, you you're only got yourself to blame for this sequence here. You, you like, I know the title's man enough and it kind of ties into it and, you know, it really does play into the fact that, you know, is he man enough to kind of, you know, yeah, I just... Uh, Take that leap of faith. Exactly. There is... Now, we'll, I kind of think we'll get here before we get it... And we'll remember to read it this time around, Darvel. I, I did uh, retcon ourselves. Uh, obviously, in self-reports being Carlos, you and I uh, ultimately forgot to rate Unfinished Business just because uh, we were talking, we were eulogising Bobby Cannavale. And we'll do a bit here for Lisa Vidal. But um, from memory, like, there is an episode moving forward, and is it not the Onion, infamous Onion episode, where Doc gets a, a Christmas card from Morales and she ultimately has moved on. She's gotten married and has a baby or something and he stands outside her apartment. Is that actually Lisa Vidal in that episode or is that just a body dog? Because according to IMDb, she's not credited as being in that episode. So I don't know. Well, that's well, still a few seasons away. But I do remember that Morales does get brought up again in the future. So yeah, she, this affects she Doc men- quite significantly. Yeah, yeah. She, um, she does get mentioned in season five, that episode, The Spirit, as it's called. But I'm fairly certain that uh, that he. Fu- I'm fairly certain that she, that him and her actually cross paths again very briefly in early season four. Uh, 
I don't, oh, and, I don't, don't think we ever see her again, though. Like, this is the thing. I don't... Uh, this is why I'm thinking just that episode um, when he gets that Christmas card. Um, he kind of stands at... I know he stands outside an apartment. It's implied that it's her. But what my, what I'm saying is that he's like, I don't actually know if that is Lisa Vidal or they've just gotten a body double. I'm just... I'm quickly scrolling through it here to see if we actually can... If I can make out who it is here. Um, this is great on air. Uh, we're like three seasons away. We see him sitting outside. He's looking in a window... He's looking at the Christmas card. You can't actually see the faces or make out who that person is inside. So, guessing it we is... We can guess. Yeah, it's implied that it's Morales, but... Um, yeah. yeah. And to tell you the truth, whether it was season four that he found out that she had... That... She, that, that Where he first found out that, that she had moved on, or season five with the Christmas card, well, we pretty much established this. I didn't particularly feel too sorry for him. No. Because, I mean, Doc, that could have been you, man. That could have been you. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. Sorry. Like, um, yeah, season four, it's the chosen few. I'm just reading here. He finds out that Morales has gotten married. We don't see her, but um, it's brought up. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yep. I apologize. Um, yep. And I have to wonder, specifically with season, you know how everything, we'll just say for now, comes to a head for Doc in season five. Mm-hmm. We'll just say that for now. Do you think it would have gone that far, as far as it did, um, had Morales, ha- had Doc not forced Morales out of the picture, so to speak? Oh, look, I think it's different if Morales is still there. Um, you know, a lot of stuff that happens to him, again, it might come down to your point there about him having support, you know. Um, yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he goes... I don't think what happens to him happens to him if Morales is still there. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Actually, just quickly enough, The Chosen Few, the episode that she'll get mentioned, that's uh, actually Cruz's first episode too, season two, season four, episode two. There you go. Um, yep. But, yeah, it's interesting. Our next Morales mention will be our very first Cruz episode. Wow. Um, but, yeah, it's it's in, like, I think we kind of talk here about Lisa Vidal and Morales in general. I mean, I think kind of what... What more could he be really done with Morales? I mean, I kind of like, is she really going to stick around and just be Doc's wife? You know, I know she's kind no. of the, the doctor, but again, kind of got my point about this is an ER, like we don't need a, a permanent doctor character. That's why we've got the paramedics. So, um, I mean, I think kind of, you know, in many ways, as much as we, we are sad to see Morales go, because we like Morales, I think kind of it, it's, it's the perfect conclusion for this storyline. You know, as sad as it is, as well, ultimately what happens with Doc, you, you kind of don't want her just to be a housewifey anyway. Like, she's a very strong doctor female. And you Morales kind of, would have never been a housewife. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I think kind of this is a perfect way to enter. I mean, like, and just in talking about Morales, I mean, we'll talk about Lisa Vidal separately here. I mean, obviously she started off kind of like as this real bitch of a doctor that everybody hated. and But then obviously we had the sort of the love triangle, which really was never a love triangle because there was never anything there with Carlos, but it was implied. Uh, but then we just had some great stuff <laughs> between these two. Like, yeah. you know, when she's helping out, obviously, with, you know, Doc's dad dying and just these initial scenes when her and Doc are, like, getting together. And then, you know, the the moments when Doc's obviously, you know, trying to find out that she likes opera and things like that. And when you ever make love to opera. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, just some great stuff. Uh, obviously, she was a lot more prominent in season one than season two. I mean, just looking here, she literally was in four episodes of season two. She was in Faith, Four Days, History, and Man Enough, compared to, what, at least about, like, 15 episodes in season one. So, 
Um, yes. You know, she's completely sort of... Uh, we talked about, like, hashtag Bobby goes nowhere and things like that. Well, Morales was nowhere this season. So, um, yeah. I mean, before we talk about Lisa Vidal in general, I mean, again, we're not going to go into the extent we did, obviously, with Bobby because she was a side character, not sort of a major, major character. But I still think it's important when characters like this leave that we sort of give them a bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, anything really to add on, on Morales? I mean, I... <laughs> I think there's always going to be part of me that wishes she had stuck around. Yeah. You, I, I There's always going to be part of me that wishes she had stuck around because, you know, I would have loved, even if, I would have loved to have seen, you know, Doc, you know, coming home from work to her and their kids. I would have loved to have seen Doc as a father. Yeah. It would have been great. Yeah. Completely agree. Absolutely agree. And, like, um... You know, it's just the tragedy of uh, of his uh, character, obviously. So, yeah, completely. Doc agree is the Jack Bauer of Third Watch, <laughs> in the sense that he's a tragic character. Um, I would argue Jack Bauer probably has more happy stuff happen to him across twenty four than Doc does from this point. And that's a stretch because we know that Jack Bauer and Happy doesn't really go together in the same sentence. But um, no, they don't. Yeah, that's a that's a good comparison. Actually, Doc just needs to say "damn it" more often. But um, yeah, Lisa Vidal. <laughs> I mean, look, we talked a little bit about when she first came into this show. I mean, she's kind of one of these actresses that, while she, you'd argue, is not a household name, she's still one of these people that you see in something. You're like, oh, yeah, her. Um, and I think kind of from this point on, um, you know, she she had a quite a bit of a good stuff going on. I mean, I sort of knew her a lot from ER kind of moving forward because I remember, obviously, when she first started appearing in ER, I'm like, aren't these universes meant to exist in the same, you know, ways? It's similar. Like, Michael Beach and Lisa Vidal both appeared in ER as non-characters that were in Third Watch because, you know, Michael Beach yeah. was in the early days of ER when he was um, Jeannie's husband who gave her HIV, of course. So that was Michael Beach's role in ER, whereas, you know, obviously um, Lisa Vidal went on to be Kerry's wife because uh, that was, like, big groundbreaking that Kerry's a lesbian. Um, but she was a firefighter from memory, they got together, and then, uh, spoiler alert, tune out now if you don't want to spoil her in ER, they kill her off. She dies in, like, a fire accident, and then, obviously, Carrie's all upset. So, and that pretty much she started going to ER not long after she was sort of on Third Watch, both in 2001. I mean, there might have been a few episodes where they crossed over and the fact that they were on at the same time. But she also, I think, around at the same time, too, she went on to be uh, a, a series regular in the show called The Division, where she played Inspector Magdalena Magda Ramirez, uh, where she was uh, Don't ask. nominated for an Alma Award for Outstanding Actress in a Drama Series mm. and an Image of... There was a Lifetime There was a lifetime show, The Division. Never was. heard of it. Uh, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. I think I've heard of it. I just would not have a clue. Um, yeah. You know, I couldn't tell you about it. Uh, just looking here at the cast photo, she's in it. Good for her. Oh, that Amy Jo Johnson in it, The Pink Ranger. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Jo Johnson, Pink Ranger, and also in Flashpoint. Yes, yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, I need to track that show down. Um, I only watched... You've never seen that? No. I, I, I Flashpoint or The Division? I've seen Flashpoint. Um, Flashpoint. I only watched Flashpoint because, A, it was a Canadian show, and, B, it had Amy Jo Johnson in it. I remember when um, Felicity started, my sister watched it, and Amy Jo Johnson was in it. And because I was in love with the Pink Ranger growing up, because, you know, I was a little boy and I loved Power Rangers and 
she was a girl. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yep, <laughs> that's why I loved Amy Jo Johnson. <laughs> yep. But uh, anyway, uh, but like outside of those, uh, you know, she's kind of gone into a lot of recurring uh, roles. Uh, she's been in Criminal Minds, Boston Legal, Without a Trace, CSI Miami, uh, Southland. She was in three episodes of Southland. The Event, I watched The Event. That was a good show. She was a regular. I forgot about that. She was in that too. Kerry was in that too from ER. I remember that. So her former ex-wife uh, from uh, ER was in it. Uh, she was in an episode of American Horror Story. I actually think and i actually believe that in that episode of american horror story her on-screen husband was anthony Rivar. if i'm thinking of the <coughs> correct episode because there's an episode in oh, that season wow. where like they show up to this house it's kind of like this couple and they're all like oh we should buy this house and i'm pretty certain that it's anthony Rivar as her husband um if I'm just quickly looking here, if I scroll through I don't it, watch American Horror Story. Oh, it's a great so. show. It's a great show. Um, I mean, I, I know what it is. I'm, I mean, I'm just, I've just never watched they it. Are. So they are. They're husband you. and wife. I need to see that scene again. I have not watched season one of American Horror Story in a long time. But, yeah, Lisa Vidal is Stacey Ramos and Anthony Vivar is Miguel Ramos. There you go. Look at that. Third watch connections are happening everywhere. <laughs> and sadly, very few people would actually notice them. So Carlos and Morales eventually get together. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wanted to see so it, folks. To- watch, uh, watch the episode Afterbirth of American Horror Story, um, yep. and you will see it finally happening on screen. How amazing! Yeah, and and to, and to Carlos in American Horror Story, does she still give you enough wood to build a boat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, recent roles here. I'm just scrolling through here. Um, she was on Rosewood. Um, uh, then she was also in recently a show called Being Mary Jane. She was in about 50 episodes of that. Uh, recently wrapped up. Not quite, not heard of that one show. Apparently, it's the life of a young black woman, her work, her family, and the popular talk show which she hosts. There you go. Sounds uh, interesting. She was the second highest uh, billed star in that episode and that show. Behind uh, Gabrielle Union, who I've never heard of, but okay, cool. So, hi, Lisa Vidal, if you're listening. Anything you want to add on Lisa Vidal? Very great, act- great actress, Lisa Vidal. One of the one of the few third one of the few post third watch success stories. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. she's she's done a lot. So, good on you, Lisa Vidal. Uh, we'll try Props to, to you, show. Lisa. Absolutely well done. But uh, that's Morales. That's Dana. That's uh, Man Enough. So a lot of ends in this episode. The end of Morales. The end of Dana. The end of maybe Doc. <laughs> Many ways. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like we'll get to the the evil or review section right now, and I think this is a pretty uh, obvious one. What we're both going to do here, isn't it? Yep. So let's say it on three. One, two, three. Buy it. There we go. Look at us. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, keeping both our streaks alive. Hey, I'm but... now at eight. Yeah, you are. Good on you. Well done. Um, But yeah, I I think kind of... I I did sort of allude uh, back when I last rented an episode um, in Judy that I'm pretty sure I'd be buying every single episode moving forward. I mean, I can all but guarantee you the last two episodes I'm buying. So yeah, Um, looks like I think judging on... I don't know in terms of what you're going to feel with those ones, Darvell. Don't spoil it. But like if if you follow a similar track, then between you, myself and Brandy, uh, we'll combine you and Brandy together because obviously, you know, you would have done 18 episodes, she would have done four. But uh, we would will end this season having bought 20 episodes and rented two. That's how strong this season is. So... Um, 
yeah, we'll get to those. But obviously, our next episode, Exposing Faith. Wow, this just the episodes just keep getting so good. Um, I mean, Exposing Faith to me is a top five episode of this season and possibly a top ten episode of Third Watch. I'm going to be working out my order of this soon because I, I want to keep this chart and I want to, at the end of us having done all these episodes, I want to put a blog post out there explaining my reasons for putting these in order because I like reading rankings online. It's, it's fun. But um, Exposing yeah. Faith, we get our third Faith episode. And as we keep alluding to, to me, uh, Faith, uh, clearly, Molly, uh, Molly Price, the star of Third Watch, but just such a powerful episode. We've got uh, her and Fred getting ready to have a freak fest weekend of sex. But instead, Fred decides to put his hand on the truck for a few days and Jokas gets pissed, so she goes off and does her own thing. But uh, we get some great stuff. We get Jokas sort of questioning her life. We get some weird stuff between her and a photographer. Uh, we get some amazing stuff with mm. Bosco on a truck with Fred. Some great one-liners. <laughs> Dynamite! Um, just such a great episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything to add on Exposing Faith? I'll have to I'll have to watch it because I haven't. Of course, I'll have to watch it. I mean, I haven't haven't watched it for a while, so yeah, gonna need a memory refresher on it. But I do remember the truck contest. Oh, it's, so it's kind of it's kind of a little fun. It's kind of a little funny scene, you know the the scenes of the truck contest. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you have to keep your hand on the truck. I mean, that's it. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the thing. I've, I've seen things, like, people legitimately would do this to go out of their way to, to win stuff. I'd do that if it was, like, a Ferrari or something cool. I'd totally enter that competition. Like, you know, I mean, it's kind of similar to, like, uh, you know, us covering Survivor when a lot of the Survivor challenges are just, you know, in the original days when the challenges were good in Survivor. Just hold your hand on this arm, this pole for as long as you can. It shows who wants it the most. So, you know, it kind of, yeah. yeah. It's um, it comes down to that, but yeah, looking forward to it. Exposing Faith is a great episode, so uh, stay tuned for that. Now, penultimate season two episode. Um, we're getting through this very, very good. But uh, in the meantime, you like us, then like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're everywhere. As I often say, uh, we are Spectre, as I kind of drop that joke in. Uh, we are also, of course, iTunes, subscribe. And while you're there, as always, please, if you could take a few minutes of your time just to leave us some feedback, we really would appreciate that. Uh, Spotify, Stitcher, please do the same there as well. And if you've got an email, you can email us because why not? Uh, theoznetwork at hotmail.com and our website, theoznetwork.net, where you can find all these episodes, our other episodes, Nip Tuck, Lost, our movie reviews, everything else in between Survivor. You'll find it all there in yes. the one place because it is awesome. Uh, in the meantime, this is it. This is done. We've, we've become man enough, apparently. Doc, you're a bit of a douche uh, nozzle in this episode, but we still love you. Um, you lost Morales, so rip Morales, rip Dana, rip Doc's dignity. My name is Ben, and I'm just <laughs> going off to be a kept bitch. <laughs> My name's Darvell, and I can't be someone I'm not. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.